0: Hi guys welcome to another episode of our podcast the non-judgmental breakfast club and a quick introduction as always my name is Olga and my co-host is Asha hi
1: welcome welcome back or welcome if you're new yeah uh welcome to the first what the third yeah it's already a third episode (laughs) yeah I, I'm always in my mind going to the first and then no it's the third. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We're already further. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to talk about Polish marital culture. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah.
1: We we're going to talk about marriage and, and, and how it's portrayed in Poland. Just
0: to be clear, if you don't know, we are Polish. Yes. (laughs) Important to add, we know what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, we both grew up in
1: Poland, but we had, well, different experiences, as as you do, being two separate people. (laughs) (laughs) This idea came to us in a very stereotypical Polish setting. We were going to a small party. Uh, It was very small, so because we were still in a pandemic, you know? Yeah, just
0: our closest friends that we, um, uh, have contact with uh, like quite regardless. regularly uh, yeah regardless so it was just a few people literally just more of a gathering in a house not mm-hmm. outside or anything in a cellar to be <laughs> <laughs> well just a typical polish party gathering as yeah. you said <laughs> no,
1: yeah it was not even like a party no. it was a very small gathering but on our way to that party we saw quite a few, quite a lot, billboards mm-hmm. uh, with mom and dad love each other. written read, read it on, on them and it's part of a campaign by a cleric organization just to preface anything that we say, even though Polish constitution states that the state and church should be separated, the church has quite, quite a big influence
0: yeah, on Yeah, and we're talking specifically Polish uh, Catholic church as an institution, the people that rule the institution have a very close insight on and input on the politics of today because of the well really the fact that they're co-working with our government and the uh, people that are ruling the country. So unfortunately and I say unfortunately even though I am a Christian myself, but I do not think that the institution of a Catholic Church in Poland is doing a good thing and a favor to the country right now i am very much against their doing well asa we don't have to we don't have to say that but she is very much (laughs) against everything (laughs) uh i'm not catholic even
1: though on paper i am catholic well but you're not religious yeah i'm I'm not religious religious. and even though 90 percent of polish people are catholic on paper in reality that's not the truth like the default is here is to get baptized as an infant and that's how you become christian they write you into this system and you stay there until you make the effort to get scratched uh and i have not done that and you have to be 18 to do that unless your parents do that for you and that's usually uh, usually parents don't want to do that if if they already baptize you they don't want you to to leave their church
0: yeah i mean there's like a lot of stigmas like in a lot of places if you want to have a church wedding even though you're not very religious yourself but for example like to please your parents they're gonna be like yeah get married in the church and it's important and then the people even though they're not non-believers or they're not christian or catholic they just want to do that but then you have to be you have to have a I don't know first communion also I guess yeah, first communion and all that kind of stuff so everybody's always like you have to have your confirmation and that's when you're like 16 and uh, every parent of a person that was there on these gatherings because like I was confirmed in the church and I remember like I went there because of my own will but there was a lot of people that went there because of their parents or grandparents because otherwise you're not gonna be able to get married yeah I was
1: not confirmed uh, but I had to fight my parents to not have to and it's a long and separate story that we're gonna make an episode about but like their argument was also that I would not be able to get married in a church or that I could not be a godmother you know no, that saves you money. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're, not a godmother. you're gonna be an outie anyway. Yeah, that's like, true. But marriage, especially like a wedding in a church, is a big part of Polish culture. Yes. We are kind of conditioned to imagine our adult life starting at a like a wedding and then living a proper Catholic life. And yeah. with those posters everywhere it's kind of it's plastered everywhere
0: yeah if you imagine like um being in poland because of the church's amazing i mean (laughs) amazingly huge influence or like the institution on the government there are still a lot of people that well obviously older people they are raised in this kind of culture that they're very easily manipulated to but also like some adults and everything and it's like being married is a super important thing like getting married in the church but then like also not having sex before marriage and LGBTQ uh, communities, uh, like, hated in yeah, and Poland and everything. There is no gay
1: marriage in Poland. And it's not
0: legal to get married, yeah. And there's so many stigmas and so many things that, uh, like, our generation doesn't agree with anymore. We're just so tired of that. But the older generations, unfortunately, are still <laughs> in power. Yeah, and those
1: posters are just an epitome you know because they appeared in a very fragile moment in our political life and social life because of the abortion discourse and LGBT discourse and now they introduce this those posters that are by this clerical organization and the purpose is well there's talk about banning divorce ridiculous yeah it's bizarre you know it's so enraging because little kids children of divorced parents have to look at those posters and think oh maybe my parents are divorced because i didn't ask them to love
0: each other and that's not the case because it's not the children's fault that the parents are getting divorced it's often not really nobody's fault because like sometimes there are couples that have bigger issues like uh, you know abuse or cheating or something but there are just parents that decide that they're better off separate, Ooh, separate. Yeah. and that's fine that's gonna be better for the child than if they still in a forced relationship yeah especially if the child has to be a witness to
1: fights or abuse it's it's enraging to me yeah because those children are now conditioned to think that it's also their fault yeah. which is not the case ever well i'm outraged yeah because you are a child of divorced parents yeah and i think it's it's important that you share some of your uh feelings regarding those posters and just being a child of divorce parents so maybe let's start with how old were you when when they got the divorce
0: yeah i was uh still a toddler i was like around two and a half so uh, quite young i really do not remember my parents as being together and living with both of my parents it was always Me and mommy and then daddy in a a different house. So like it was like a default option for you. Yeah. Divorce was a a
1: default option. Like not having your parents be together was the normal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then like imagine like my dad's new partner and then after some time my mom's new partner. Like it's a very much complex family. (laughs) Uh, What's also interesting is how you kind
1: of Learned that being uh, a child of divorced parents was not reality for everybody. Th- that the mo that most of the children had their parents be together. Yeah, who,
0: who taught you that? Actually, uh, because I was growing up with my parents already being divorced. So as you mentioned, it was uh, just like a normal version of parents for me uh, when I went to kindergarten and then primary school, like beginnings of primary school. I realized that, you know, out of curiosity, children ask a lot of questions. And I got asked some questions about my parents, but I was also thinking, like, why is it that, for example, my friend's parents come together to pick her up, or that I go to a friend's house and mommy and daddy are living together? And uh, eventually, as growing up, I obviously started also asking my parents and we had a lot of conversations and still do and you know growing you start having this more mature conversations on how it actually all happened but in general i just saw in my surroundings that different kids had it different than Mm -hmm. me and that my situation was actually not that common and did you face any shameful comments
1: from maybe not shameful because children are, do not really know how to shame properly yeah. <laughs> properly yet but maybe were you bullied for 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 not having proper parents let's
0: Yeah like I was questioning uh, how, like why are kids asking so many um like so many why do they want to know so much but like my my parents and why are they're asking so many like weird questions about my family because like they would tell me like that's not normal or you're different you know and if you say you're different to a small child that's normally not something that you take as a positive thing (laughs) i definitely felt like this lonely feeling of like there was not a lot of kids that i knew that grew up in a similar situation so i felt kind of excluded and like something in my family was weird and wrong you know as as children we are uh, exposed to
1: media outlets like movies and, and and shows intended for children and usually in those shows there are parents that are still together yeah but do you remember maybe seeing representation of of children of the both parents in in the
0: media i mean honestly like when it comes like children cartoons or like children typical children films i don't really think there was a letter for presentation because at that time the same as with other kids like that was not that common and also not that commonly spoken about so with time gratefully yes i did see in television and in the media as well as like more people also started speaking up about it in like on media outlets like famous people and everything you start to realize like oh the world is bigger than only me and my friends (laughs) and uh, there are kids and families that are very similar or the same yeah
1: and does it help to learn those stories to listen to stories of other people?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like with I guess everything, every struggle like uh, that people have in the, like you always look for representation of your situation in widely broadcasted films or series or media outlets because that just kind of makes you feel like, "Oh, that's a message to the world that This is how life is. This is what some people actually struggle with. So the same like with race or with sexuality. I mean, I'm not comparing these issues like as they're the the same. But I just mean that the representation in the media for my struggle and story is also something that helped a lot to see. Well, that's good because...
1: In Poland, as young children, we are kind of conditioned to... You know, in kindergarten and in primary school, you are first taught, like, the way of life, you know. For example, we don't have, like, sexual education that will condition Mm -hmm. us to uh, explore different paths, but we have religion classes in in primary schools. Then we later have uh, sexual education. So first we are conditioned to, like, to believe that Mary and Joseph... Uh, like the default you know Mm -hmm. and then we are taught different things but we are first conditioned to seek out one path which is to grow up get married stay married yeah and i think it's harmful towards children especially those whose parents did not follow that path because then those children will think oh i'm abnormal my parents are not a sinful probably
0: yeah exactly what happened like when i was like seven or eight or maybe even younger like the beginnings of primary school and, and a nun or a priest saying, "Hey, divorce is bad. Your parents did something wrong that they shouldn't have. You are a child of divorced parents. You're you're bad. You know they're sinful." So and and your mother didn't do anything anything no, wrong. like my my parents divorce story is that my dad left her for another woman and i was as i said before a toddler and lived with my mom for a while only with my mom and then my dad obviously already moved in with that woman and then my mom also found a partner after like a year and a half i want to say to two years something like that so seeing and hearing adults shame
1: divorce people Mm -hmm. would probably as, as as a young person make you question uh whether they were even good people like your parents and it's harmful because divorce is caused by different things it can be caused by cheating it caused, can be caused by just mutual agreement yeah absolutely but I cannot even imagine how an abused person would feel in that position. Because, yeah, divorce happens for different reasons. And if you get divorced because of abuse, you should not be shamed for that. You found an <laughs> escape outlet. Actually, you should be helped. Like, you need support in, in a situation Absolutely.
0: Like that. You need therapy. You need, probably, you need, like, help from people that are gonna also probably tell their story. Because that also helps if you find people that share the same situation and like you know these groups where you can talk about these kind of things on therapy and like actually outlets that are gonna be able to provide care for you rather than people shaming you because that's actually disgusting and seeing these billboards it it hit me very hard because I just saw that then in the car for the first time and first like processing that it's like outrageous how they can just put words into my mouth kind of because as a child of divorced parents i am sure that some children as young kids said like mommy daddy like love each other why was wrong blah 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 but like if you grow up you start realizing how it's much better if they're separated if they can be happy it's much better if they're separated if they can take better care for me, which obviously in not in every case is a reality because there are messed up stories and families. But in general, it's like putting words in my mouth that I did not say because in my situation, I would say, mommy, take care for yourself. And like daddy, also take care for yourself. And uh, most importantly, just love me. Mm, yeah those billboards, um,
1: the words are written in a very childish handwriting. Yeah. They're written in crayon. So I would assume that it's intended to to be portrayed as something a child would say to Yeah, it's parents. like a
0: poor game of emotions. Yeah, especially because
1: it doesn't even talk about like two people loving each other and getting married. It's about, oh, two parents, you know. And it's kind of uh, excluding a lot of people. People mm-hmm. that are married and don't have children. It's mommy and daddy. It's not mommy and mommy yeah. and not daddy and daddy. Because in Poland, you cannot get married if you're gay. You cannot adopt, adopt. children. Yeah. So, hmm. Uh, and for it to... to <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> That's a good conclusion. Hmm. (laughs) It's not really about wanting to lower the divorce rates. Because if you want to lower the divorce rates, you would invest in
0: therapy, couple counseling, and stuff like that for for the citizens. Invest in maybe like campaigning for no child or family abuse. Like, hello? (laughs) Isn't that what we should be coping with? Especially right now when people are just stuck at homes and, you know these situations are getting worse. Yes, and it's so outrageous. I can't even imagine like having
1: to see that. If you're yeah. abused and, and, oh, mom and daddy love each other. Like in like, my
0: situation, even if my parents for the same situation or like for the same reasons, like because my dad left for another woman, so, Even if I was, for example, right now when I'm 21 and my parents would say like, we want to get a divorce and my dad would be like, yeah, I'm leaving for another woman. I would not say, mommy, daddy, please love each other. I would say, first of all, mom, take care of yourself because you probably are going through a difficult time with my dad leaving you. But at the same time, I would just say, please just love me. And take care of that situation so that me as a child doesn't get harmed or in the smallest you know, possible way. And most definitely just get this divorce because I cannot imagine my mom being forced to be with a person that has cheated on her. I cannot imagine my dad being in a relationship with a woman that he doesn't love that would be toxic, that would be dangerous, that would be bad. Yeah. Not them getting a divorce. And it's also shaming the children for not saying, oh, mommy and
1: daddy love each other. Yeah. It kind of assumes that children have to say that. Like it was my fault. Yes. <laughs> it's, it kind of places the blame on the children. And that's harmful AF. Disgusting. The children already blame themselves for, for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a trauma that they have to heal. They shouldn't be forced to blame themselves. by the government and those clerical organizations putting posters like that everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere within a five meters radius. I'm not kidding. There are like 10 of those in a building, like one building and 10 of those <laughs> billboards. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, there
0: are photos of proof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of like trauma and blaming yourself Mm because i guess with how we are all brought up in poland you were exposed to a lot of shame and and you probably started blaming yourself how does it affect you on like everyday basis and how you form relationships
0: yeah well for me personally um (laughs) yeah that's interesting (laughs) because uh let's elaborate (laughs) uh when it comes to relationships like let's start with that I was in an almost three-year relationship with a guy. <laughs> and, um, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to him. And we had a very open relationship when it comes to like being outspoken about our issues. And he knew my situation well. And unfortunately, there were a lot of moments and a lot of situations where I had to acknowledge the fact that I am scared of something or I'm doing something that comes from a trauma of my parents' divorce. And you would think you were two years old. How does that affect you? Well, it does because growing up in this environment, especially thinking the older I got, how my mom idolizing her, but even like right now, I know she's a badass, amazing woman. And thinking how I find my mom so perfect, and I'm not saying that my bad that my dad is bad, but she made a face, guys. She made and she she has her thinking. But okay, anyways. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> anyways, thinking about like my mom being so perfect, and my dad still leaving her for another woman, me being there wanting to be loved and him still leaving for another woman and starting, you know, life for his own. It just made me question, like, if she's not enough for him because he left, then I'm never gonna be enough.
1: Well, I, I I guess it's my cue to say that you are enough and you will always be enough. If a guy ever says that you're not enough, I mean, how big is, is his ego? Because, like, you... <laughs> Like, you cannot say perfection is not enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. So cute.
1: <laughs> it's outraging how traumatic divorce is, but then how people make it even worse by yeah, shaming. Like, look,
0: I am, I am in therapy for over a year right now, and it actually looks like a lot of mess that I'm dealing with. A lot of my insecurities, a lot of my scares come from this whole situation and how divorce and uh, the fact that my dad left actually had a very, very big impact on me. And even right now, as an you know, young adult, I can tell you that starting a relationship or being in some kind of uh, romantic relations with somebody, flirting and thinking about, you know, starting something with a person, it's so freaking scary because this thought of not being enough or eventually being left out on my own is always there. And getting divorced is my biggest fear. Oh, that's so like sad and messed up. Like not on your
1: part, but on the part of the society yeah are they conditioned you kind of think that way. Because it's important that we change the narrative surrounding divorce. It shouldn't be shamed. It shouldn't be called the worst thing that can happen to to somebody. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be shamed if we wanna get divorced and start another relationship. We shouldn't be shamed if we get divorced and don't wanna do anything. Like wanna stay single. We shouldn't be shamed if we don't wanna get married at all. There are many paths that that you could take during your life absolutely and yeah. it, it's just horrifying how children are taught that there is only one way by the church and and that if you like stray away from this path you're sinful and jesus wouldn't love you
0: i mean the fact that the pope <laughs> the head of the catholic church is actually uh, more
1: open-minded very much
0: open minded than the institution of the Catholic Church in Poland. It's just scary, like, hello? Shouldn't we all learn from the Pope as like Catholic people? Uh, Hello? Also, with uh,
1: Great Britain and their culture, they kind of treat divorce as a taboo topic.
0: And their whole church started with a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, She's getting way, way too emotional and emotionally involved into yeah. this topic. Hey, Wait, Which- it's my parents. <laughs> You're taking the spotlight away from me. <laughs> no I'm kidding of guys. Yeah,
1: but with, with those billboards everywhere, I think it's important that we fight back and talk about shit like that. Absolutely. In a different in a different manner and we try to maybe help people relate to something. Because
0: well, here's a message from child of divorce parents. Please, because I'm nice, please. <laughs> Take all of these posters away and just throw them away. Please, I hate that you put these kind of narrative in, well, uh, these words in my mouth and create this narrative for younger people to follow. We should not agree with this. We should speak up and remember the most important is. First, loving yourself in this kind of relationship, which means taking care of yourself and stepping away if that's necessary. And most importantly, good co-parenting and loving the child or the children. Yeah, um,
1: my stomach is growling, so I guess we have to wrap up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, That's be- a sign. Yeah, and because I am not so nice, I'm not going to say, please, I'm just going to say, tear those posters down like they don't do anything for, for the cost they're only harmful towards the children towards the parents towards anybody
0: who has to look at them i
1: mean you could have spent those money so much better on therapy on
0: or, on anything you know yeah like spreading awareness on like mm. uh, campaigning for stopping child or family abuse yeah and or, uh, that
1: would lower the divorce rate exactly
0: or just proper sex education so uh i guess thank you for sharing your story
1: thank you on behalf of our listeners because I, <laughs> I mean
0: you're amazing oh come on oh, thank and you. you said you're not nice <laughs> <laughs> or only to me <laughs> only to you only
1: to you but yeah thank you for sharing this story and being so brave because there is still a lot of stigma surrounding divorce and it, there shouldn't be and we hope to to tackle the issue of shaming children or parents for having a divorce. And I think you sharing that story was some hot girl shit.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. And um, it was honestly, well, pleasure is maybe <laughs> uh, actually a pleasure because talking with you is always a pleasure. Aww. And uh, I hope that I hope that people uh, listening are also gonna find that good content at least please guys <laughs> uh
1: about good content join us on instagram and twitter our instagram is non.judgmental.podcast yes and other is
0: non underscore judgmental also follow us on our personal social media that's gonna be linked to down below with all of the other links and thank you very much for listening we enjoyed it very much as always recording these podcasts is really great for us and we hope that you enjoy at least as much as we do recording them thank you very much and we we'll see you on the next episode bye, bye.